everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast conversation with successful business owners who share their secrets of thriving in business while living with chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Hey everyone, I am Nancy, the Chief Flying Pig Wrangler, and I help women business owners with chronic illness map out their journey and implement new systems in their business so that it can function more efficiently. Do you need better systems to scale your company? Would you like to have some productivity hacks to get you through the day? Do you have a chronic illness? Well, here at Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, we have conversations that share the tools and mindsets others use to make our businesses grow more easily. I know our guest today has some insight into that, so grab your pens and paper and get started taking notes. It's going to be good. Welcome, Lori Smith. Thank you. So much pressure. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. We're just going to have some fun today. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for having me on. Lori, tell us a little bit about who you are and what brought you here. Uh, I could talk all day, but basically I've been a social worker, LMSW for 20 years. I've worked in schools. I've worked in rural. I've worked in large cities. I've worked with individual systems. I'm a certified diabetes educator. I have three additional certifications in trauma, addiction, anxiety, well-versed in harm reduction. I have two businesses and a book. And so I've kind of been a little bit here, a little bit there, and I love to help people. Sounds like a great background and things that we need to know about. And I know we were talking the other day off camera about some of these things. And there's something that with your being a counselor, there's something that I think a lot of my listeners maybe don't necessarily want to hear, but could probably benefit from hearing. And and that is the fact that there's a couple of things. Nobody wants to think that they are lacking or that they need something, first of all. And women, above all, are raised from the very early ages to be caregivers, to take care of other people, to take care of everything around them. We're the ones that take care of the houses. We're the ones that take care of the families. We do the cooking. We do the cleaning. We do all of that. And we run our own businesses. So when it comes to... And yet we haven't been a president yet. That's right. Dang, gum it. That's going to (laughs) change. You know, when it, when it comes then time to say, I can't do it, I need help. Sure, we can hire someone to clean our house. We can hire someone to or, or buy the, the boxes of food that allow us to not have to buy groceries. You know, we, that's okay. You know, we, we get that, we do that. That's not taking anything away from us. But when we get sick and we can't, do things any longer. We just collapse. There's, there's, you know, there's nothing that allows us to pick up and keep going. So how do we deal with things like that? I mean, do you have a couple days for seminar? Because these are really complicated questions, but we have to start talking about them. You are so right. 
I will stick to women in general, but I will say that everybody in this culture that we currently live in, whether we like it or not, it's capital is capitalistic. And with that comes this certain value of we need to be productive. And I am not, you know, I'm not advocating that we change that system. I just, it's important to know that when we don't feel productive, we often feel less than specifically as women because of that gender culturation and all of that stuff. So it goes even deeper than that though. It really goes beyond gender and all of that stuff. There's so many dynamics. However, if you have grown up and I don't know any of us who really haven't at this point, but if you've grown up with instability in your life or um, some things going on in your youth that were not sort of speaking personally, there was some domestic violence in, in some of the homes that I lived in growing up. Well, that's a very unsafe environment for a child. And you know, we can talk all day about domestic violence. That's not what we're here for. The point is when you grow up believing that you have to be X, Y, and Z, it is a really hard pill to digest when your shoulds, and I'm putting those in quotes, don't match what is your reality. I should be this. I should be that. I should do this. I should, I should have known uh, this for my kid. I should have packed their lunch. I should, you know, and so we feel like we aren't living up to expectations. And I want to invite us to consider who's making those expectations, because if we are not meeting our own expectations, that's adjustable. We can talk about that. But if we're shooting to meet the expectations of everybody else in the world, we are kind of setting ourselves up to fail. Does that make sense at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a lot of room to play when you start to think, oh, A, I'm doing things because I think I should. Well, who says? Who says? This is your business. This is your family. Use the assets that you've been given. Women are very relational. We are very caregiving. We are very sort of micromanaging you know, we, we have these sort of innate intelligence, we can use those for our benefit too. And we don't have to, we get to decide we have some say in that. And I see in particular women, most people in this country right now don't feel like they have a lot of say in things, but when that's happening, then we're scrambling to try to control whatever we can. And that's when we get into, oh my God, I got to make dinner at 5 p.m. for the family. Oh my God, my business has to make this much money. Oh my God, this, we just get into all, again, we're spinning in the shoulds and we need to take a deep breath. Because interesting enough, breathing gives us oxygen to our brain, which is the thing that's going to help us solve these issues but we can't access that part of the brain if we're on fight, flight, or freeze mode. Interesting. So when you have a chronic illness and when you have, that's fluctuating and you, you know, you can't depend on it. That is a different way of living than what you think you quote unquote should be doing. I have bipolar. I have leaned into that. I do know that I work better in the summer than I do in the winter. So I adapt and I put processes in place so that I can rest in the winter. And oddly enough, we're in winter and winter is a time for hibernation and rest and rejuvenation. And so let's not be afraid to rest. That's not where we're going to stay. 
it just by default, we're going to, it's going to occur to us to go to the bathroom. It's going to occur to us to cook dinner. It's going to occur to us at some point, even, I mean, I've been in deep depressions. They, they don't last forever. We do have solutions. But the thing is, if we're afraid to not be enough, if we're afraid that we're not doing what we should, then where's our cheerleader? Because we're kind of our own worst enemy sometimes. Do you think that for many of us, we don't even realize what's going on? (laughs) To be quite honest, I think we have in the past 50 years, at least, and I'm pretty savvy with our history, there isn't a lot of room for error in terms of it's, it's really becoming more of a life or death situation that we have financial stability to afford rent and food. And, and I, I speak from, you know, I've worked with doctors too. They're even struggling. This isn't a, a social class issue. So as a result of that, there's a part of the brain that, that it, it's instinctual and, it, and it's geared towards our survival. So I want us to imagine that is the back of our brain. That's kind of like the reptile brain, they call it. It's like the innate, it's only going to keep us alive. If life feels like it's always on fire and you have to put out a fire, we're not transitioning our brain consciously into the front part of the brain. And it's interesting because I worked with children who have sort of, they call it executive functioning issues. And I don't really want to get off the topic, but those are the little kids who can't sit still in school and they're, you know, getting in trouble and, you know, they've got a lot of energy and we are not assisting ourselves with getting into the executive part of the brain, which is kind of the manager. It's the problem solver. It's the leader. It's the prioritizer. It's the rationalizer. It is the, in my practice in therapy, I've come to understand if we just know that there's that sort of emergency brain and this, I call it the adult brain, the switching the gears is, a, is long, we can actually switch the gears through breathing three to four times with a nice deep breath. And that I'm not minimizing the value of that. That gets oxygen to our heart, that gets oxygen to our brain, that gets oxygen to our lungs. And because of that oxygen cells are moving around and we are accessing parts of our brain that were unconsciously blocked before. So it isn't really a matter of working harder which is, I think maybe what you and I might want to talk about a little bit. It's about working differently. There is no better or worse. It's just, we have to, this, this would be a different type of adaption, but why are we holding ourselves hostage? Why are we beating ourselves up? Why are we ashamed that we have to adapt in this chapter of our lives? Because we've been adapting the whole time. And guess what? We have taken that for granted and we haven't looked at all of the things we have accomplished Absolutely, because our brain, our brain has a negativity bias. So it's always looking, Oh my God, there's a problem. Yes, of course. There's a problem. I don't have to figure this out because my brain is going to work if I let it. I think that's wonderful. It's a, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but essentially, I mean, as long as we know we can switch gears and to not be afraid of when we need to rest because that is not permanent. Right. Well, and I think that brings up an excellent point here in our conversation is the need to rest. We, you know, we've been talking about going and going and doing everything and all of that. But when you have a chronic illness or an auto 
immune disorder of some sort, we don't have the energy we used to have. But, and when we keep going, because that's what we've been (laughs) programmed, we wind up in bed, in the hospital, in all these different locations where we're forced to rest. So this is interesting because there's a study called the ACEs study, a adverse childhood experiences study. And I, to your point, I'm getting there. If those things, the more that you have of those, there's 10 of them, I think, and the more that you have, they now, the CDC now knows that you're going to be at higher risk for things like diabetes, inflammation, chronic illness, chronic back pain, all of this stuff, high blood pressure. We know now, we know now that if we do not take care of our mental health and physical body, it will not take care of us. Why aren't we talking about that? Why are, so imagine if you are in a business, uh, let's just talk about business because that's what we're here for. You've had a business, it's the first six months, you're terrified to to fail. You got to put all this investment in and you know, your kids are taking priority and that gets really confusing, gets really overwhelming, gets really stressful. And we're going to ask ourselves to work even harder. Now we can do that, but that's a really short-term solution because if we're not looking long-term, that is not going to keep our business open. (laughs) For me, what's been helpful is to learn my own rhythms. And I highly encourage any of my clients to kind of know what's your good time of the day. What's your good time of the week is, you know, is May better than June, not in a more work kind of way, but just a noticing kind of way, like, oh, right. Like, oh yeah, I took the kids like 15 minutes early this morning to school. Um, that allowed me to go get my favorite coffee, which made my morning extra better. Or, I mean, it's just so little that we have to change, but where I see us getting stuck is that we're ashamed. I think when, and I, you know, I deal with this all the time, but you said the phrase mental health and I'm going, (laughs) right. Right. Because we are so conditioned to think that any mental health is bad. Mm -hmm. Really? Really? We have a brain, we have a body. We actually have something called a soma, which is the energy around us, which we know makes a difference. When I walk into a room, I know who's stressed or not. We need to use these assets we have. That is a skill. I didn't learn that by accident. And guess what? If I start tuning into my body, and what it's telling me and how it's telling me to work. Yep. Today I'm going to, I've had to, I've had to cancel clients because of a migraine before. I'm going to feel guilty about that, but guess what? Not as much as I would have three or four years ago when I thought that it was a life or death. Oh my God, my clients need me so much. Well, my little sweetheart wants to help them. And guess what? The reality is they're with me an hour a week. I am not making that much of a difference in their life. So on one hand, we do want to take our businesses seriously, but on the other hand, our businesses will not run if we're not well. So we better be taking that seriously because that's going to affect our families too. And the quality production that we're putting out. Well, and that's a perfect segue into the next section of what I want to talk about. And that is uh, a few comments ago, you talked about working differently. Yeah. And that's, my whole reason for being 
is to show people that you can work differently and still be successful. You, you may need to rethink what is success. Thank you. You know, you may need to find the new. And and for me, it's all about finding the tools and the strategies so that I don't have to do everything myself. I had an executive assistant for over 10 years that did everything for me, which allowed me to just do the podcasts, to do my trainings. Well, she, she had the audacity (laughs) (laughs) to quit back in June. She was getting ready to be a grandma for the fifth time and decided her daughter needed some help around the house and she couldn't help me and her daughter and yeah for some reason she chose her daughter I don't I don't understand I know right like I know but the production I tell you but from June until now I've been doing it all myself and I found a wonderful new group of people I've gone through five different VA companies because I couldn't get anybody to do can I tell you I so relate that is it's tough anyway but but I finally have found one, but we've been working together for a month and we have yet to produce yes. anything because we're working on the back office. And, I, you know, I'm exhausted. I haven't done this crap in 10 years. And you're, and you're probably resentful that you have to. And, you know, here I am starting, a, you know, here I am running a business and I'm working way more hours than I want to doing way more than I want. And what is the benefit of this? I should just go work at McDonald's. I mean, honestly, I have thought that except for why would we think, why would we even deduce that an executive assistant for 10 years is going to produce a certain quality of work that you're going to continue on in the same way? Like, are we serious with this expectation of ourselves? It's a transition period. It is a learning period. It's an adaption period. And we need to really kind of be kind to ourselves. Your success, like to your point, who is defining that? To me, my success is I need to go to bed with my head on the pillow knowing I've had a good day. And it might not be, you know, if, well, maybe today wasn't the best day. Maybe I didn't get, do I really, what, there's a hundred things on my to-do list. And I, I feel Like I have to do them all. Okay. Deep breath. I promise you, if you do three to four deep breaths, um, in four, hold one out four. if you do that four to five times, your nervous system changes. Dizzy and pass out. (laughs) Well, but that, that, that speaks to the lack of oxygen you are currently sort of carrying. So we don't have to like, don't do it laborious, you know, just nice and easy. But the point is to get more oxygen. Because again, this is silly. This is kind of silly that we're saying, oh, well, I have to do everything that exactly the same way. First of all, this is a different chapter in your company. Second of all, do you want to do all of that stuff? And third of all, what can you afford to deprioritize? And this is where we get to the rubber hits the road. Again, I'm going to go back to you because if you are not well, if you're not taking care of your own stuff, it's going to trickle down into your business and it's going to show. And so do you want quality in your business or do you want quantity? Now you talk, you put a lot of systems in place and 
I will say that systems actually detoured me. I'm a little bit new in my businesses. The VAs, I spent so much money and time trying to teach what I really didn't want to learn. And that's, you know, there's a benefit, but not if you're teaching it three to four times in a row and you're more frustrated and you're spending money and now you're resentful because you still have to do it. Okay, this is not going to go at the pace I want. <laughs> I don't have to have it go at the pace I want. It is going to look different than how I thought it would. And I'm going to practice adapting and being okay with this. Because at the end of the day, this is my business. These are my rules only. And again, there are, because of that life or death brain, oh my gosh, if I don't make the money this month, yeah, okay, that's true. And it's very scary. And in reality, I mean, not to get too graphic, but there's a lot of things that you can do for money if you really need to do them that we don't want to do. And that's a good thing. We don't have to do that. I mean, I you know plenty of people who sold drugs to make their income. We don't want to do that. And we don't have to, but we're forgetting that we have choices and we get to decide where our priorities are. That should be a relief. Maybe this week, you're not going to get your business done. Maybe this week you're, you know, for instance, I've worked with diabetics, their blood sugars are, are high and they don't have the energy. They don't have the mind capacity. And so what I like to do is work with a little bit of the mind tricks. Now, I, I don't even call them tricks, but there's some, you know, there's, there's something to be said for motivation, fear and shame and all of that. What really needs to get done today? What's the priority? Like, what do I not want to go to my head, you know, to my bed with my head on the pillow, not having done today? And I think shame is a big part of that. And once again, no one I don't believe that anyone can put shame on you. It's how you see it yourself. So many things. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, for me, I, my, my shame comes in when I say I'm not successful. Yeah. You know, I've worked and I don't have enough clients. I don't have enough money. Yep. Yep. You know, nobody thinks I'm, and there's the imposter syndrome coming in. Uh Nobody thinks I'm good enough. Why would anyone want to work with me? Oh, I'm so ashamed. And you know what? They're not going to, if that's the way you think innocently, because if you're not investing in you, quite frankly, I don't really want to support not, not you personally, but I don't want to support a business where somebody is not, don't misunderstand. There is definitely something to be said for skill and quality and experience and all of that. But if I'm working with somebody who can't access what I need to know, like how to not be ashamed and how to do this imperfectly and how to do this uniquely and individually, well, and I think setting up our goals and, and what we want, I mean, you know, and, and I'm using examples. I'm not saying that this is actually me, but, no, sure. for, but for instance, if my goal was to make a million dollars yep, and I've only made 500,000, then, oh, I'm right. so ashamed because I didn't right. meet so my goal. Let's talk a little bit. Goals are so valuable. I set goals with my clients every day in therapy. However, it's a goal that is sort of an intention, mm-hmm. which is a really good sort of parallel to go on, except for we get hung up when the expectation doesn't meet reality. 
And so I would invite us to consider a goal is, is a very moving and shifting thing. And we get to change that if we need to, but who's benefiting when we say, I, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Oh my God, I need to make X amount of money. Oh my God. I made half that. Oh, I'm such a failure. Well, hold on a second. How much did you make last year? How much have you made in your life? Have you looked at all of the things that you've learned? And again, that shame, because it keeps us back in that little reptilian brain, our brain doesn't see the good things that what is working, what is working, because there are things that are working. I will tell you right now, the worst thing that I hate, I, it's so difficult for me to sit down and learn one more thing about my business. The, the, the stupidest thing that helps me motivate myself to get through that task is music without words. Like meditation music, because now my brain, after a couple of times, this is muscle memory. This is rewiring your brain. Now my brain knows, oh, I'm not going to do work. I'm going to just, you know, relax with my medicine or my music and we'll get this done. And I'm distracted a little bit enough to tolerate it. And that's how I get done what needs to get done on the days that I'm doing my worst. And sometimes that's all I can do. And gosh, darn it. If we're not our own best cheerleader, who in this world is going to be? Our clients are looking at us as leaders. We are incredibly skilled. We are incredibly talented. We are incredibly go-getters. It's time we start giving ourselves credit for what is working as well as what we always, of course, need to improve on. There's a really good book called The Gift of Imperfection by Brene Brown. She's pretty pop culture right now, but she talks a lot about shame and just, it's just not, it's, it's a symptom. It, it's not it, every emotion. There's no permanent emotion. It's all like waves in the ocean. They're coming and they're going. Let's not be afraid of the shame. Well, I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like an imposter. Okay. Feel that way. Know that that's not permanent. Know that if you, if, oh my goodness, now we're going to get into marketing, but if you see a commercial on TV about Christmas and you have a good memory from Christmas 20 years ago, you're going to be a completely different mood than before that Christmas. I mean, that is how minimal you have to be conscious to work differently. I don't know if that makes sense, Yeah. but, but it's simple. I mean, you, I tell my clients all the time, a good memory is as beneficial as like a warm glass of tea or a deep breath. I mean, because that can shift your, your energy. And we don't even have to try that hard. We just know that it's doable. That's it. We don't have, there's no expectations. We don't have to do this perfectly. We just have to make room for ourselves, which as you started this conversation is the thing that we do the least of. Yeah, it's, and it's amazing. Yeah, no, it really is. And I know I tell my clients, I do a lot of work using SMART goals. Yeah, and, awesome. And SMART goals for anybody who doesn't know what they yeah. are. And, and I take them a little bit farther because um, a goal is something that you want. Yeah. And yeah. with a SMART goal, you have to make sure that, and I can never remember what they are, realistic and measurable. Specific. And specific. Actually, yeah. Yeah. And um, relevant and time bound and all of those different things. But then 
I love the phrase, a goal is just a dream until you put it to work. And once you've got that goal, then you have to figure out what's it going to take to get you there. And, you know, and that, and, and I always have them put times, you know, I will complete this, but it's okay if you don't. Well, and that's the thing, like I, I give homework every day in in session and I'm like, look, if you don't do this, it's no skin off my back. It's just something to marinate on this week, Mm -hmm. which is what a goal should be. Let's just marinate and move in that direction. I like the smart goals. I use them quite often. And what I would tell clients, like, for instance, let's just take the next year for business. At the end of next year, where do you want to be? You know, what kind of goals do you, you know, mm-hmm. what, what do you want it to look like? Let's reverse engineer it. Absolutely. Yep. Because again, this speak, we do not, we're not conscious of the things that are working. We can minimize this into a day. We can review our day. Oh, today I'm going to um, read five emails, but we have to make it achievable and realistic. So once we know that we can read five emails today, if we've conquered that, then guess what tomorrow brings? Well, maybe I can read five more tomorrow. Maybe I can read six tomorrow. Maybe I can read 15. And you build on success, mm-hmm. which really is such a better quality of life. Yeah. I tell my clients at the end of the day, have a pile of sticky notes. And at the <laughs> end of the day, write down every success you've had during Yay! that day. Yeah. And it could be, I got out of bed. It could absolutely, be, you know, it could be, I checked my sugar. I didn't want to, but I checked my sugar. Do you, you know, know that I worked for, te- yes, I worked for 10 years with, with persons with diabetes who I get it, who wants to check their blood sugar, especially more than once a day, who wants to be managing their medicine. I do understand that. Let's not focus on the medicine. Let's focus on what it tells you and what the purpose is for you. What is the meaning for you that you're doing this? Because that builds your investment, that builds your motivation. And when you see you actually can do hard things, because newsflash, there's not a day in my life I haven't done a hard thing. Have you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no. Even on the days. No, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, that's why. When you write down those things on the sticky notes, I take it one step further. I say, find a spot. It can be, you know, a bulletin board that's in front of your face. It can be a mirror. It can be the back of your bedroom door, but stick those sticky notes so that you see them. Yes. It's so tangible. Yes. And that makes you feel good about what you're doing. You know, that's like a Facebook memory. I don't know if you do the memories in Facebook, but you go back four years ago and you look at a picture and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because again, if we're not our own biggest cheerleader and this isn't really, this is science, this is neural neurobiology. If you are not in your corner, there is absolutely nobody in this world who is going to have the information you have about your life. You have got to be invested in your own well-being because the business is dependent on you. Absolutely. No pressure, no pressure. However you show up, whether you give it your all or not, whether you give it 5% or not, whether you pull the covers over your head and say, you know what, uh, today is not that day. And I'm going to be okay with that. I'm going to challenge myself to be okay with that because I don't know what energy I'm going to have tomorrow. And I've been pleasantly surprised when I've ridden the path of my own sort of rhythms 
because there are days where I'm manic and I get shit done like nobody's business. And there are days where I don't get out of bed and it's not permanent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I could go on talking for I know, right? But you got another appointment. So we got to know. I hope this was helpful. This has been absolutely wonderful. And guys, I'm hoping that you've written tons of notes. If you have questions for Lori, if you think she might be the kind of person that you want to work with, Lori, how does someone get a hold of you? Um, L Smith, L S M I T H at resiliencecoachllc.com. So I can send you that link. Resilient in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. And then also I've written a book, Life Hacks. It's actually about how to like just sort of micro benefits to your day, like how to really get some juice out of your day, no matter what kind of day you're having and give yourself some grace. Um, because we, the reality is we would give our families all of the compassion in the world, but we don't ourselves. And that is not a good balance for sustainable business or chronic illness. Absolutely. Lori, thank, <laughs> thank you, you so, much. so much for all of the wonderful information today. I know it's enlightened me. It's Yay. made me think about things that I do. I'm going to try to do some of those breaths. <laughs> awesome. And I know it's so it just uh, three to four, a uh, couple times a day. And after a couple weeks, what's going to happen is you're going to be at a stoplight and somebody's going to frustrate. I'll be in Walmart and I'll just be like, you know, uh, that, that, that's a natural expression of that stuck energy. So we just want to ventilate our brains and our oxygen and our lungs. And we want to get that to our executive functioning and we will be better than we realize we are. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much. So nice to meet you. Finally, to wrap things up, often after a podcast, people want to know more about some of the things that we do at Business Success Unlimited. Talked a little bit about it today in the show, but if you'd like to hop on a Zoom, my contact information is in the show notes. And right now we're getting set to for a kickoff of a new chapter of my 10-year-old peer advisory program where a group of business owners who are all having similar issues running their business come together. They're looking for support, guidance, accountability, a bit of training, and a lot of fun. So if you want some more information, let me know. Send me a message at nancy at businesssuccessunlimited.com. And in the go ahead. I will say connection is the number one thing that could be in your corner. So the support is very helpful. I'm glad you're doing this. This is awesome. Absolutely. And we've had some wonderful people in the group and still have. So, you know, if anybody's interested, let me know. But in the meantime, if you've liked the show, give us some comments, give us some likes, share this with other people. Let me know what kind of topics you'd like to hear going forward. And until next time, get out there, be productive and soar higher. Take care, everybody. Talk soon. Bye-bye.